This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. You motherfucker! Is that gasoline I smell? No, man. No! 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 Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode I'm going to take you back to 1994 to look at Brandon Lee's gothic action movie The Crow and joining me for the show today is the international man of mystery himself. Uh, some people say that he can eat from a packet of crisps without actually opening up the bag. So <laughs> <laughs> It's Kung Fu Dave. Hello, hello <laughs> I mean, normally when I eat the packet of crisps, I have to eat the packet. <laughs> well, then, um, yeah, I've, I've, well, you know, I've not opened the bag. I've just eaten the whole packet. Just, yeah. just put it in your mouth, and that's it. Yeah. Off you go. That's how. That's the trick. That's how it, how it works. <laughs> it's a form of recycling and trying to save the world, I suppose, isn't it? You know, putting it in the bin. And... Oh, wow! There you go. How you doing? How you doing, RJ? You're right. I'm very good, thank you. It's. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's been busy with um, podcasting. Like I say, I've um, I've just done a, a episode with Dan Bone because he's just come back from uh, being on a little bit of leave with his twins, so that was good to come back. And then we obviously did a film called Twins, which was a lot of fun. Absolute legend, Dan Bone. He is, and he and he actually said that um, he's a fan of yours as well. Oh, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> Brings music to my ears. Yeah, we had a little conversation <laughs> off it, and he said, oh, who's uh, Kung Fu, you know, it's Kung Fu Dave, dude, you know. <laughs> the man of mystery. I said, you're, you're, you're a Lord of the Rings tattoo-clad dude. <laughs> but um, wanted to be a rock star, didn't work out, and then he just became a regular on Bite Size Cinema, so. <laughs> that's, that's my level of fame now, that is, Bite Size so yeah, that's where you ended up. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good, man. Um, as I said to you earlier, I've got. Um, I'm very excited to say that I'm going to be talking to CJ Graham, aka Jason Voorhees, later on oh. today. So, um, kind of feels like Christmas. Maybe it doesn't murder you, eh? Well, you know what he might do. I, I, I want him to. Do you know what I mean? I want him to do the old sort of uh, grab you around the neck, throat, throat hold, or whatever he does. You know, so. <laughs> um, that'd be really cool. So uh, that'd be dropping to uh, later on today with this episode. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this as well, Dave. To be honest, well, it's been a it's one of those films which we'll get into in a minute. In fact, I will tell you what, we always do this. Shall we play a trailer and then talk about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we should. <laughs> All right, let's do it because otherwise I'm going to get into the film. What we do, guys, is you know me, you know what I'm going to say. We're going to play you a trailer and then we'll be back soon. Devil's Night is upon us again. 
party, start a bunch of fires, make a little profit. Someone's dead. We can't come back, can we? To my thoughts. Are you referring to anyone in particular? You know, my daddy used to say, every man's got a devil. You can't rest till you find him. Winked at me before he jumped out a fourth floor window like he had wings. This link between the land of the living and the realm of the dead. So kill the crow. Call, call, bang, I'm dead! The best the devil's done. I felt how awful goodness And welcome back everybody, so the synopsis to this film is a man brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his fiancée's murder. It's an action fantasy thriller, it's got 7.6 on IMBD which is uh, pretty good. It's a 1 hour and 42 minute runtime with an 18 certificate and it was directed by Alex Proyas. Um, who also did iRobot with uh, Will Smith, so we'll get back into that later on. Um, so, Dave, uh, The Crow. Yeah. The crow. Uh, are you a fan of this movie? I am. Yeah. I, I think it, yeah, it's, I mean, I've watched it probably about 10 years ago hmm. um, for the first time, because, yeah, I think I watched it on Halloween 10 years ago, actually. That must be it. Um, and, when I first watched it, I thought, "What? It's again. What the hell is this film? Like, what, what's going on with it?" Hmm. Um, and then, ten years later, I watched it two nights ago for this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and probably got a little bit more of an understanding of, of what it's about. But um, it's yeah, it's it's very cool. It's very dystopian, isn't it? I'd say it's it's uh, it's got it a is. sort of a Blade Runnery kind of esque vibe mm. to it. Yeah. Um, but with sort of a, a more of a gothic um, undead twist, I'd say. Um, but no, what it's a fantastic film, and and it's a bit. Well, I'm sure we'll go into it later with um, the incident with Brandon Lee. But yes. yeah, I thought, what a story, you know, what a, what a brilliant story, and uh, it, you know, it's a, a basically a film of pure revenge, isn't it? On this on this crime gang that yeah. kills um, kills Eric and his um, fiance. Um, what a cool thing about it though because it's called The Crow um, I thought when I was doing my, my research on it I thought that they <laughs> the name 
Eric is, is Draven, isn't it? Eric Draven mm-hmm. is his surname. Yeah. And obviously because he's the crow, Draven, Raven. Raven. How cool yeah. is that? Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Eric I think there's Draven. a there's a lot of cool stuff like that in this film, isn't it? And it's interesting what you said where you said I watched it ten years ago, and I've watched it recently, and then you said you know like you understand it a little bit better. And I think it, with a repeated viewing of this film, you start to see those little bits of detail. Um. And again, it's it is a revenge film. Um, and I was thinking about this day. I think a lot about um, films I'm about to review on a podcast. You know, if I'm doing some chores around the house, it's funny what you think about. You think, oh yeah. And I was even thinking. I was even doing the hoovering around the house. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> the crow. I was thinking. Right, right. Okay, do the shaking vac. You know, if anybody remembers that advert, right? Um, <laughs> and. I was thinking, really, this film, The Crow, you know, I'm sort of... I'm thinking, it doesn't really... T- it's not really going to t- turn out too well for Eric Raven in this film, is it? It is just no. purely him. He is just coming back to get rid of the badness, isn't he, really? It's almost like God is saying, right, go get him. I'm going to give you a hall pass to go and get the shit and bring him back to hell, and that's it. Um, and... That's basically what this film is, isn't it? Um, but it works at the same time. Um, and I also thought that it feels like a type of Batman-type movie with yeah. all the sort of gothic darkness. And um, and I think, uh, you know, Eric Draven is just fucking cool, in He's sick. Yeah, he's badass, isn't he? <laughs> you know. I mean, he looks like a mix of... I mean... His makeup's very sort of Joker-like, isn't it? He's got yes. that kind of yeah. white face, and he's got the sort of lines on his lips, and yeah, it's very cool. Like he looks pretty cool, and you you wouldn't want to fuck about with him, would you? If you no, <laughs> no, and 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 you know, because obviously the other thing with this film is um, you get the backstory that he was in a rock band, which kind of mm. makes it even more cool, doesn't it? Just because this whole film kind of feels like a bit of a uh, sort of like an Ozzy Osbourne type MTV sort of video um, or sort of meatloaf type of video or something like that, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's proper like... Because there's that scene where he's like playing that riff on the guitar, isn't he? And he's... Um, you know, when I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck, it sounds so cool. Like, it, it proper... Like, you can... The film and sort of heavy metal music... Yeah. Um you are absolutely right. You could see that it could be a music video for like a like a, a Honest Born or a, a Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden kind of thing, couldn't it? It's like, absolutely. It's that kind of thing. It's, it's yeah. excellent. Or um, as Johnny Depp is trying to rip that guitar scene off with his aftershave advert for the Sarge, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. I was thinking, God, why is that? Is Johnny Depp ripping off the crow? He's <laughs> <laughs> even styled his hair like the crow, isn't he? Uh, well, that's what I was thinking, you know, I was... Uh, I was in the shopping centre yesterday. I saw a picture of him. I thought, fucking hell, it's like fucking Brandon Lee from The Crow. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it just oozes coolness. Um, a lot of the sets you can see have been made up um, with models. That's fine. That's absolutely fine with me. Do you know what I mean? Because I love that sort of style of... I love things that are tangible. I appreciate that there's a load of guys that just made all this stuff and that works fine with me. As much as CGI is great today, it just does some great stuff. It's good to see that that type of style of filmmaking. 
Um, yeah. You know. at, the, at, the, at the time, though, they probably wouldn't have had the technology, would they? To do, they probably, if they remade the film, it'd probably be CGI to the max, wouldn't it? It'd be like yeah, full of CGI. But I think yeah, you're right. With it, it gives it that kind of a bit more of a I don't know, ornate feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, with, with models and and the way they've done it is, is really cool. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, definitely, it's it's up there with. Would you say it's a horror film? I don't know. Well, this is it. I mean, that's a good question, actually. Um, I've heard uh, a couple of guys on the Legion podcast mentioned have to have this debate. I think um, the Haunted Hill guys might have spoken about that, actually. Where I, right. I don't think it is a horror film. Because I think no. if you if you looked at the actual poster for this film and you saw Brandon Lee stood there and the crow with all his makeup, I actually thought, funny enough, when I saw the poster, I thought, oh my God, it's a horror film. This looks like a slasher movie. I thought Brandon Lee was like a killer or something. But when you actually watch it, it's just a, it's an action movie. Um, and this kind of goes, this is a good time to sort of lead on to the other thing I thought about this film is it kind of reminds me a lot of John Wick as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you definitely. know, or the Matrix a little bit um, in a uh, just some the way some of the set pieces are set up. You know, going back to John Wick where he's taking revenge on them. You know, the gangsters and that, and some of the kill scenes. Um, but um, also, whilst we're on that, I think the guys who did all the um, uh, action scenes choreography for Brandon Lee were actually the guys that went on to go and direct um, John Wick. Wow, so they okay. actually have a time Absolutely. with this movie. Good trivia um, for you, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you've got um, Ernie Hudson in this film as a police officer who's fucking amazing. I love Ernie Hudson and whatever he does. <laughs> uh, and Michael... Oh, he's the, yeah, he's, he's the um, cop, isn't he? The... They sort of become quite friend friendly together, don't they? Because yeah. like at the beginning he's like, yeah, you know, he's like going to shoot him and stuff, and then they sort of team up, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, could you imagine? You know, you know this bloke's dead, the Brandon Lee character's dead, and all of a sudden he comes back looking like a clown, and then you team up with him later on and think, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no one would believe you, would they? I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, there's there's another character in this who fucking fits the bill just fine. Michael Wincott from uh, you oh. know, we mentioned him before we with uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood, yeah, yeah. What a brilliant baddie, isn't he? He's just all of his films, you know, especially Guy of Gisborne in in Robin Hood he, we did that we covered that didn't we a few few months yeah. ago but um yeah yeah he was a fantastic baddie I mean he and an actor as well like just yeah he's just brilliant and he played Top Dollar he's called Top Dollar in Top film, Dollar yeah the names yeah. are great yeah you Top Dollar top. um <laughs> sounds like he smoked a fucking thousand cigarettes in fucking one day <laughs> oh, that fucking voice mm. <laughs> give me that fucking crow <laughs> <laughs> Um, then then on top of that he's supporting cast with his baddies you've got David Patrick Kelly plays Mm T-Bird and he was in um, The Warriors you know the old fucking psycho from the Pogues or whatever it was Warriors come out to play Um, Tony Todd the Candyman 
Uh, I think he plays Granger, and then Jeff Armada, um, who's actually one of the aliens from. I don't. Do you remember the film They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper? No, sunglasses. No. Uh, he plays one of the aliens in that. Anyway, so yeah, you got a really good supporting cast, and I think the bag. And um, I think it's important if you're going to have a film like this, like a revenge film, the bad guys have got to be fucking bad, don't they? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they are in this, aren't they? They're fucking horrible, um, rapists, um, fucking gun dealers, mm. uh, cocaine addicts, or whatever. They're the whole sort of. The formula's all there for that, isn't it? So then you can get behind the um, antagonist or the protagonist in this film. So yeah, I think, yeah, because he's got to be, I mean, obviously, the crow, mm. or, um, Eric Draven has got to be, he's got to be bad to beat the baddies almost, isn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. they're so bad, like, there's this really like, nasty, brutal bunch of gang, gang members that have killed him and his, his fiance, and he's got to like, fucking, go to town on the money, and he, it's cool because obviously, like, he is so. It's quite a gory film, isn't it? Like, yeah, some of the deaths in it. Um, it's like towards the end where he, he he's like ravens or crows. They that girl that sort of in the gang. Mm. She's sort of like an oriental-looking girl. She, she just basically gets his ravens to like gnaw her face off. Oh God, yeah, I know. <laughs> Blood yeah. and got, and then she just falls off like it's that kind of, kind of clock tower roof kind of scene, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, God, I was watching this. I was like, bloody hell, this is proper gory, like absolutely brutal. But yeah, it, it sort of gives you that sense of you know, like he, he's getting back at these these bastards, isn't he? That's done this to him and his his uh, his lover at the beginning, and it's a yeah proper proper revengey kind of yeah let's get them get the, get the bad guys in the most brutal way possible yeah, well, that's right <laughs> and um the other thing is it's got a very the, the acting it, it feels very sort of uh, shakespearean as well um the way that brandon lee conducts his lines you know it's very sort of is that gasoline that i smell you know he's yeah. he's got a lot of conviction in what he says isn't it he doesn't he it's almost like he has all the all the best lines to a conversation, isn't it? He's cut out everything he needs to say, and he just comes out with the last sort of lines. Um, and then it felt like a little bit of a. It, it felt like a sort of computer game where your character goes through levels of be, taking on characters. So he's so he goes to the shop and then he tries to find out where the gang are. And then that's yeah. what he says, that's what I just said, you know, there's a shopkeeper, is that gasoline that I smell? And he fucking blows the <laughs> shop up. Um, <laughs> and then he comes across the first fight is in the alleyway, isn't it? With, um, I've forgotten the name of the character now. Um, but it's where he, he throws all the knives into his chest, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, because he... He throws the knives at him and then he catches them and then he chucks it back and he's like, bang, bang, bang. It's really cool, that scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, what was his name? He's like one of the lower, the gang members that sort of lower down the pecking order because he kind of like goes, well, predictably, he, he sort of goes up the the hierarchy of the gang until he until at the end he gets to top dollar, doesn't he? But 
Yeah, um, that's what I mean. That's kind of what I, that's what I felt like it was like a computer game because you know you got these characters, but then when it got to Top Dollar, Top Dollar came across as that main boss that yeah. has got an extra health health bar. <laughs> yeah. you know, where, you know, you got to give him a little bit more damage to try and kill him. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just that's how it felt. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just good the way the film, and the film doesn't really feel like it sort of slows down at any point. It, it's very pacey. Mm. It keeps um, you gripped, doesn't it? I think you, you, you always like, you can't really turn away from it, can you? No. Yeah. Um, but, but then, then you, the other thing that kind of, uh, move the story along quite 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 well I think is the little girl isn't it who's obviously friends with uh, with um, Eric Draven isn't it and obviously he's his fiance because mm. she goes to visit his grave doesn't she and then obviously he yeah. comes back and, uh, you have these kind of like nice little slow moments where he's basically trying to sort of say you know sort of comfort her um, and then you've got the music the music as well can sort of pump up to like a bit of heavy sort of metal to then oh, some really nice sort of very sort of gothic sad type music um to kind of like complement his sad story that he's dead yeah. and he's um you know lost everything yeah you're right with the music it, it kind of it's like the, the heavy metal scenes when they're fighting scenes and stuff like that and it yeah it, the sad kind of like melodic side of it is if they've, done, they've got the music right I think in this film mm. I mean, especially like metal we can probably refer back to metal, heavy metal music in this film quite a bit but like heavy metal music and the way this film is sort of portrayed in you know the, the gothic sense and the, the makeup and the hair and the it's almost like it it goes hand in hand doesn't it um and obviously him being a musician as well, strumming out, you know, from really cool fucking riffs on his guitar and yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's really cool. Like, and I, I imagine a lot of a lot of metal fans, like heavy metal music fans, probably resonate with this film quite a bit just to just because of the music and and the sort of the characters involved and the way it's, yeah the way it's made. It's yeah, really I think cool. you've got really um, cool. I think you've got Rage Against the Machine, and then you've got. Um, artists like Sting, Fleetwood Mac, Crowded House, so it kind of jumps between different sort of music um, genres. I think you've got The Cure in there as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great blend of music, and obviously, um, you mentioned Halloween. I mean, this film, I think there's a lot of people. It's, it's almost like a bit of an in joke now, isn't it? When people go to a Halloween party, you know. Good chance someone's going to turn up as a crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a brilliant costume, isn't it? Like, wow, brilliant. that's my next Halloween idea now. Thanks, RJ. I'm going to, next year. I'm going to dress up as the crow. <laughs> I thought you could pull that off. <laughs> Do you I just grow my hair a bit longer. Yes, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, put uh, put some get some black tape, is it, and sort of wrap it around the torso and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great sound effects. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I've we've got to mention this as well as they actually call this Devil's Night as well. So they do. Um, 
uh, is like the night before Halloween, which they call Devil's Night, because I think that's when uh, Draven got killed because he was having a party, wasn't he? And then the next day he was going to get married on on Halloween. So yeah, um, that's kind of cool. Um, Very cool. Very dark, isn't it? And I, I know we're jumping from sort of scene to scene here, um, but one of my favourite scenes is when he actually turns up at Top Top Dollar's domain. And he stood at the table, and they take a few shots at him, don't they? And then he just yeah. his body just uh, repairs itself very quickly, doesn't it? And then obviously yeah. they all fucking start shooting guns, and he just <laughs> fucking gets up. And I'm thinking, fucking, that's amazing. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, and, and it's ironic, isn't it? We're probably going to go into the sad, the sad bit now because it's very ironic about this character Brandon Lee um, right yeah we ought to mention this yeah you're right um, this is a biggie isn't it this is a massive part of this film isn't it and, yes. and obviously with recent events with um, the what was his name uh, um, what was it uh, Alec Baldwin isn't it yes yeah and, and that's happened recently hasn't it I mean yes hmm. obviously through no fault of his own but it, it must be God, because the scene where Brandon Lee died or, or got shot was when he burst into the bedroom mm-hmm. of one of the um, the baddies. I can't remember his name, but I, I did watch an interview with with the actor and who shot him, um, and he said he never re- he never returned to Hollywood after that. So it's it quite difficult. I mean, um, but like. They kept the scene in the film, didn't they? Is, it, is that right? Yeah, so... Because I always thought that they got someone else to play... Um, Brandon Lee's... Obviously, character Draven. I thought they got an actor to look like him. But what they did was actually filmed... Uh, that scene at the end. They didn't really sort of... see um, Film the movie in chronological order. So they managed to film... Um, most of the scenes, if not, I think it's about 90% of the film they filmed with him. Right. And then they filmed this last scene, which is the beginning scene, obviously. Um, and then that's obviously where this unfortunate event happened. It's so sad. Um, mm. And it was like a, it was like a health and safety thing with the one of the armourers. So I think the the armourer who was on set to deal with all the weapons, he actually had a day off and right. he handed it over to someone else who wasn't quite sort of 100% what, knew what he was doing. And I think it was something to do with one of the rounds. I don't know if he accidentally put a live round in there thinking it was a dud. And it was a 44 Magnum or something like that. And it just, yeah, you know, it was, what yeah. I mean, the, and the unfortunate thing is, is the chances to that to happen. Mm. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because on a little bit of a segue there, it's it's also a little bit of a sort of mystery, not a mystery, but it seems a bit strange how uh, Bruce Lee died around about the same age as Brandon Lee. Mm. Yeah. And then in the, I think Dan Bone might be able to agree with me on this because I know he's a massive Bruce Lee fan. But in the film Dragon, which was the Bruce Lee story, um. There was like this, Bruce Lee kind of had this sort of prophecy that he's, he had like a dream demon that something was going to kill him when he was young. 
Right. And he also had like a bit of a prophecy thinking that Brandon would get killed by the same demon. Oh, so you kind of take that for what you will, but it just seems a bit strange, you know? Uh, it's very on. spooky, isn't it? I mean, this was meant to be the Halloween show, but yeah, you know, we're a bit, we're a bit delayed, but that is very spooky. And yeah, <laughs> I, and it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were supposed to drop this on um, sort of around the Halloween time. Um, this did tarnish the film at the time mm. um, because they, I think they put a, put a halt on it. Had to do an investigation. They had all this footage, um, and then I think there was a. You had a production company that pulled out and said, "Right, we're not going to do this film anymore." Right. Um, okay. So it wasn't even going to be released. But then, after a time, Miramax picked it up and said that we will do it. And I think obviously they obviously spoke to family, and then they wanted to get it released as a. As a type of um, tribute to Brandon Lee. Um, so, as it turns out now, I think what's it's such a sad story, but at the same time, this this is a film which is a tribute to Brandon Lee, isn't it? You know, and I think anybody that watches it now is just spending a bit of time thinking about him and mm. obviously that sad story. But um, yes, it, it, it is sad. I don't know what else he would have. It would have been interesting to see what else he would have gone on to go and do. Some people, yeah. some people even say that if he was still alive, he could have been possibly Neo in uh, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Keanu Reeves, but um, I could have seen that as well because there was two other films he did, which was a film called Rapid Fire mm-hmm. and uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo with. Um, with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes. So, um, yeah. So, it's a bit um, weird. I mean, that scene is like, because, I don't know, because he obviously got shot in the scene. Mm. And you see, like, blood come out of him. But is that, it sounds very dark, but is that, is that real? I don't, I, I don't think they would have kept that scene in, no. I think they would have... No? Yeah, because what they, what they did was they, they brought in um, a body double. So in some of the scenes, you only see parts of him. And then right. there was a couple of scenes, I think when he's in the top dollar lair, where you see him in the rooftop, where you only see the sort of back of the character, and that's like a body double. Right, so they okay. kind of had to fit it in. But I think 90% of the time with this movie, it's... Um, Here's Brandon Lee. They managed to get the footage. Um, but if there's anybody listening to this and I'm wrong, comment on the Facebook page. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I haven't got a clue. I'm, I'm, I've heard mixed things. People saying they did keep me seen and they didn't keep me seen. I don't know. Mm. So it'd be interesting to do a bit of research on that. But um. yeah, so that that is the yeah that's the unfortunate thing with this movie. But you know, at the same time, it's a great. It's a great movie to sort of honour Brandon Lee, such as we are today, mm-hmm. you know, uh, talking about this film. And I think um, I think it gets better with repeated viewing, and it, the older it gets, um, the better it gets for me, personally. Yeah, um, to- totally, mate, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's been some talks about remaking The Crow, and um, I don't even... I, I, Honestly, I don't really feel feel like it needs a remake. I mean, there's been some uh, sequels that have been made, which I haven't watched. 
because I, I've heard they're, they're not very good. So um, I'm a bit funny like that. Uh, yeah, I, I heard yeah, obviously because it's you're never going to be as good as the original. I heard they weren't very good either, so I, yeah. I didn't bother watching them. But um, yeah, I, I just want to say something. You know the um, the end scene. Hmm. Um, he gives. Does he give um, Sarah the girl Sarah the engagement ring? Doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he does. The grave, yeah. 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 Um, but it's funny because like he. There's a, I think there's a quote, it says something like, um, while people die, love lasts forever. And it's just weird how he died during this film. And there's like a massive like following of The Crow. Like people love The Crow, don't they? Yeah, 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 it is. It's a bit of a strange thing, because I remember that coming up at the end of the film, and I was like, well, that's very odd. Yeah, there are some spooky things like that isn't there do you know what I mean like you say I'm glad you brought that up that last quote isn't it it's almost as if um, he knew in a way that this possibly was going to be his last film do you know what I mean yeah. It's, it, yeah. it, it, I do find things spooky like that and it, it's very strange um, but yeah no like I say and, and it's it, it kind of goes on to the similar sort of thing with Heath, Heath, Heath Ledger as well wasn't it Oh, um, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, where you said earlier, you know, where Brandon Lee's got the face paint on, and you said, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Joker. Uh, <laughs> oh, where, gosh, yeah. you know, Heath, Heath Ledger played, I say, like a similar sort of character, but you know what I mean? It's a bit strange, isn't it? How mm. a similar sort of thing happened to him as well. Um, so. Now, he was a really good Joker, wasn't he? Heath Ledger, what a brilliant. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, he was uh, very sort of unrecognisable. Every time I yeah. watch that film, I think that is not Heath, Heath Ledger. That is <laughs> joking. Do you know what I mean? It's just he, he, the way he put himself into that character. It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I say, I think um, I also think the crow could have gone in a different direction as well. It could have been a little bit. I mean, it's a dark film, um, and it. I love I love watching the crow, but it's 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 a very sort of dark and bleak movie. So you kind of got to prepare yourself for when you watch it. Um, but at the same time, I think it could have been even darker, where you could have had um, Eric come back and not say anything at all. Yeah, you know, you could have had no dialogue from him, and it was just him turning up. That would have been, been terrifying, wouldn't it? Because yeah. silence is a silence is scary, isn't it? You think about it. When you know when you watch horror films and you know undead things and uh, spirits don't say anything, I think that adds to the threat. <laughs> it just makes you shit scared. Yeah. So if, yeah, you're right. I mean, and you're probably right. If they um, did remake this film, it, it it would be ten times darker than it you know it was when it was made in 1994 because mm. of what what they can do with special effects now and. Um, it, it would be a proper brutal horror film, I think. You know, it would be, it'd be terrifying. Yeah, because, um, you know, where he's mimicked himself on like a Harlequin mask, isn't he? And, you know, when you see, you get it in Batman with the Joker, don't you? You get his like Harlequin henchmen, especially in the 89 Batman, where they're kind of like um, drawing out a, like a, a door, isn't it, with their hands and then they open up a door and then they close it, but they don't don't use any dialogue. 
But then nice. they start... I always think those Harlequin-type characters can tell you a lot by an expression. Do you know what I mean? So they could, you know, almost start smiling and using their eyes and because they got all the makeup on. And yeah. I think that you could have had that with the Brandon Lee character in this where he just turns up and he just looks at them and they're just talking to him and he just doesn't, he just uses yeah. all the expressions in his face and then obviously then he pulls out a gun and then just sort of boom or uses knives or whatever. And um, I think that could have possibly worked for this film. I think um, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, just as a different sort of take on it. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I suppose they've got, with films now, they've got to be, try and change things up, haven't they? And make things a bit, bit different to how they used to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I but think, um, I think only Brandon Lee could have done that as well. Because mm. um, there's some shots where, he doesn't look like his dad and there's other shots where he does look like his dad and then obviously Bruce Lee was very much like that with with his facial expressions and his fighting and you know he's all like this you know so, especially in the end of the dragon um, so I'm, I'm doing these it's funny really I'm doing all these expressions with the mic but no one can see what I'm doing <laughs> I dread to think what you look like on the other side, RJ. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm putting all these faces down the microphone, but I'm thinking... You probably, you're probably dressed up as uh, the crow, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, I like to get into character for a podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, but yeah, no, on, on the whole, I know we've kind of uh, skipped through it, but... It's yeah, it's a. I think it's a, happy to say it's a cult movie. The other thing I've got to mention as well, it's actually based on a um, a nineteen eighty nine comic book uh, by James O'Barr. Um, oh really? Which has sold seven hundred fifty thousand comics uh, worldwide. So I would say that you know when it comes to comic books, this is quite a successful uh, movie adaptation because that is a difficult thing to do, isn't it? To try and. Mm. Um, a few, a few have tried, and a lot have failed, haven't they? And, you know, besides from sort of Batman back in back in this time, um, uh, there wasn't really an awful lot of comic books kicking around in the nineties up until obviously today, where it's you know it's, we're doused with um, comic books, Marvel but, and yeah, DC comics and stuff like that. And it's like yeah, yeah, it's um, really Spider Man and the Avengers are all based on comics, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know that The Crow was a comic. That's news to me. Um, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I, I, knew it was, I did a little oh, bit yeah. of um, research on it. Because um, the other the other movie it reminds me of as well is Blade. Yes, um, yeah. With Wesley Snipes, obviously, especially the first movie. Yeah, it's got the same sort of, like, aesthetic to it. You could almost put it in the same same universe. Is, is that a DC comic? Is that from a... No, that was a comic, wasn't it? Blade? Yeah, it was. was yeah, it Marvel? Such, yeah, it's Marvel. Yeah, Blade is actually yeah. Marvel. Yeah, so... Um, man, I would have loved to have seen him uh, sort of kick some ass alongside the Avengers, eh? I know. <laughs> I was going to say, when, when, when are they going to put him in one of the films? Like, just Blade just... Whip, you know, the vampire comes out, like, killing, uh, you know, killing Thanos or something like that. And it'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, could you, could you imagine that? Like, Blade turns up with uh, Whistler. Yeah. 
God, it's, yeah, it'd be hilarious. Tony Stark would be going into his garage and then Whistler's in there. What the fucking <laughs> hell? What the fuck have you done this engine, man? <laughs> Just tuning up your V8. <laughs> go get oh, Go get me a root beer out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see know. that. It, it, could, it could happen. I like to see it, yeah, that's it, yeah, a load of vampires sort of turning up in, in the Marvel universe, yeah. Yeah, the Marvel, Marvel yeah, because you've got the Punisher as well in Marvel, so it does go a little bit sort of, um, it, it's got some violent areas in it, Marvel, you know, next to obviously the Tony Stark characters and that. Hmm. I think, well, Blade was like a, a bit of an adult adult film, wasn't it, really? Because like it was a lot of... Um, Quite a bit of nudity in it, and uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like because obviously, it's Marvel, you think of it as a kiddies kind of, not yeah, you do, don't you? You think of but... like, say, you think of Spider Man, then you're in Iron Man, and that, but then you know, Blade turns up. I think the first scene in Blade, you get a load of blood coming down from the ceiling, don't you? Yeah, you know, everybody's all like dancing and a load of blood. It's funny you mentioned that because, like, you know, when um, well, the crow, when, when he kills. Um, top dollar at the end. Yeah. He like falls and then like there's like a spout, isn't there? Because it's raining and there's a spout. Maybe like a gargoyle or something with an open mouth or something. But all this blood just comes out of this. Um, it's like a, it's like a I don't know. It's like a load of blood just comes out and drips to the bottom of the um, the building line. I thought that's really cool. Like yeah. really gory bit, but yeah. But um, yeah, really grim to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it just adds to the movie, doesn't it? You know, there's like little bits of detail like that um, in it, and and then obviously it, um, it it's also I forgot to mention as well the actual main theme of this movie is the fact that um, Eric comes back because of the crow, so the crow is kind of like a an avatar sort of um, to himself isn't it so all the time the crow's alive he he, he becomes like a, an immortal character doesn't he because um, obviously the crow gets injured doesn't it and then he he, he gets injured himself yeah yeah because he gets because he can't die can he the crow well I don't think so no because I, I, when I it's funny because when I watched this for this, this episode I always thought that the crow got shot dead um, but he doesn't, does he? He just gets wounded. But um, during that time where the crow's wounded, that's where he can't protect Eric, and then he gets um, he gets taken out. I can't remember if he gets shot or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. On the whole, it's it's a it's a decent movie with a very obviously a, a sad story about Brandon Lee, but um, mm-hmm. I think the positive that comes out of this movie is it's become a cult film, um, and it's like a it's a it's a good memory for for the late Brandon Lee, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. I mean, if you were if they were going to remake it, who would you want to play Crow? Well, they've already Where mentioned a few people. They spoke about um, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But brilliant. Yeah. 
I actually think he could do it quite well because he's got that. Yeah. Um, you know, especially where he's like played the Loki character, he's got that menacing look on his face. Um, Luke Evans as well. Okay. Spoke about him. Not sure about that because he's quite sort of. I think if you got because obviously Brandon Lee, he's quite a slim frame, isn't he? But he's quite um, lean, like muscular. Yeah. So I think you'd still want somebody like that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll probably go definitely. with today. I'll probably go with Tom Hiddleston. Um, myself, is there anybody that you could think of you'd like to see playing? Uh, probably because uh, he played the Joker really well, jo- uh, Joker in Phoenix. Right, okay, yeah. I think he'd be quite good. Um, I mean, he's got like that sort of crazy mentality when it comes to acting, isn't he? But um, I think he'd be pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I think really though, I think you could. I think a lot of people like to remake stuff, but personally, if you ask me, I don't think it really needs a remake because no. the original was so good. Mm. And um, I kind of think it should be left alone as a as a memory for Brandon Lee, I think. So um, should just be left at that. If you want to watch The Crow, just go back and watch the original one. So Yeah, don't bother with the, the sequels. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even... Oh, I haven't even shit. Yeah. It's very... <laughs> It's very rare, isn't it, for a sequel to be decent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, that is our mini review on the Crow. It, it's um, it's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. If you have seen it, um, let us know. Um, put some comments on on Facebook if you if you'd like. So I think for our next show, then Dave, I think we've mentioned it on this one. I think it's time really good. Uh, for this episode, actually, I think we should just go ahead and do Blade. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's a brilliant idea, Roger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think but we Wesley sort of... Snipes, you know, slaying some vampires. He was cool, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? And I think you know Wesley Snipes had a bit of a sort of heyday, but I think when I think about him, I think of Blade. Yeah, you know, definitely. he just oozes cool now. Remember when it came out? I thought, man, that's just you know. Legend, I mean, it's all like half vampire, anti-hero, <laughs> you know, with you know Whistler, and it just it's it's. I, I think, um, yeah, I think Blade would certainly double bill with with the Crow for sure. It's, yeah. it's a good one to tie up nicely with. So yeah, all right. Who would win? It? Who would win in a fight, Blade or the Crow? Oh, you got me there. It's a tricky one, isn't it? This is. <laughs> I would say you can have a ten-minute fight. <laughs> Um, with me, I'm going to go down, I'm going to sort of, I'm going to say that neither one of them would win. I think they'd just sort of wear each other out. And, uh, yeah, they'd just be limbless, wouldn't they? They'd just have, they'd just be like a head, two heads left on the pavement. Oh, well, this has gone well. <laughs> yeah, I think Blade would probably run a knife through Brandon Lee, but then as he pulls it out, he would realise that he can't kill him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think they'd become mates in the end. Yeah, they'll go and um, they go and chill out with Whistler in his um, garage and <laughs> have a few root beers, you know. Good. <laughs> um, I think uh, Eric would be saying, "Oh, I can smell gasoline." Smell <laughs> <laughs> <No> gasoline. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, I think we'll end on that. On or at the end of this review for this movie we have come to the conclusion that blade versus the crow 
Yeah. Could be a movie. Wow. Freddy versus Jason's been done, hasn't it? Oh my god, yeah. It always you know what? <laughs> it always it always sounds good, doesn't it? On paper, doesn't it? You know, oh it'd be great if there was a Freddy versus Jason movie or Alien versus Predator, was that well, one? Well you saw happen with that. You know, yeah. so, you know, I'd, 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 uh, it's always mixed reviews. It's never definite, isn't it? You know, it's just yeah, it, won't, it, won't, it won't for me. I don't think it was for me. I think <laughs> it, it'd be if if they never made it, all the fans would be going, "Oh, I'd love to have an Aliens versus Predator movie." <laughs> uh, it just never seems to work out, does it? But there you go. So yeah, there you go, people. Um, hope you enjoyed that episode, Dave. Thanks for coming on to the show. Always, always a pleasure, RJ. Um, always a pleasure. Look forward to that Blade episode. So, um, for the wrap, the show up, just a little bit of admin. I'm a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network, so go and please uh, check out all the other shows on there, including my other show, which is the Mystery Vault Podcast. You can find Bite Size Cinema on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, several other players if you type in Bite Size Cinema Podcast into Google. I've also got a Facebook page where I'm most active. That's where you can contact me. So if there's any comments you want to tell us about the show, anything we've missed out, hey, you guys, you missed this out, let us know. <laughs> I'm sure we've done it. <laughs> um, it'll, happen, it'll happen. Oh, it always happens. And, um, yeah, there you go, people. So, as always, keep it bite-sized, keep it safe, and I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.